before I pray for tonight's sermon, let's kind of introduce it perhaps. Uh, in John chapter 6, we have Jesus feeding the 5,000. And uh, it tells us 5,000 men. But there were women and children there. So scholars have believed it could be as many as uh, 15,000 people or more. And this is an interesting miracle that Jesus does because it's the only miracle that appears in all four Gospels. Uh, a boy is found with uh, five barley loaves and two dried fishes for his lunch. And uh, the boy gives his lunch up freely. And, of course, Jesus multiplies the food. And there's so much left over, it's enough to fill 12 baskets. Scholars tell us these baskets are small hand baskets. Not these real big, gigantic things you see in the movies uh, that they're throwing all the leftovers in. For 12 small hand baskets. And there's a lot can be said about this. But I want to concentrate on just one thing tonight and one concept. In John chapter 6, verse 12, Jesus uh, tells us here, or uh, that is the, the apostle John tells us, So when they were filled, he said to his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, so nothing is lost. Only in John's gospel does Jesus give this command to gather the fragments. Uh, some have supposed that this was given back to the little boy as a return on his giving. I like that. Sounds like something the Lord would do. But this command shows us also that Jesus uh, believes here that nothing should be wasted. Uh, these are obviously good fragments. They're not garbage. They're not people's garbage. They're good fragments. And that's what I want to look at tonight. Uh, as our year comes to an end here in 2020, before we enter the new year, this is a good time to stop and consider to pick up the fragments of our lives from 2020. There are good fragments somewhere this year. They're not garbage. Uh, They're of good, not waste. And we need to bring the good from 2020 into 2021 in our lives. Uh, so let's pray. Father God, we just ask you that you would speak to hearts tonight, that Lord, we would know what is of you, Father, that we want to carry into the new year, uh, build upon from what you gave us this year, that Lord God, um, no fragments from you in our lives would be considered garbage, but something of value to pick up and build upon to the new year. Well, thank you for this, Father, that you would speak to hearts today in the days ahead on this concept, and that, Father, it would change our thinking to how we are to treat what you bring to us and to treat it as precious and valuable. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, December, <coughs> excuse me, December is a good time of the year to do this. Too often in December, we're just concentrating on good times and busyness and holiday, and we fail to realize this is a good time to stop and reflect on the year that's taken place. Evaluate your year that's taken place and um, see what God's brought us in this year to bring it into the new year. Has he brought you a better marriage, better family relationships, restored family relationships, healing, uh, a deeper prayer walk, perhaps? What have you learned this year in Christ? Have you experienced a greater death to self? I hope so. A new ministry, perhaps, to serve in. 
uh, we should be gathering up these good blessings of the Lord that he's brought us in 2020 and bring them into the new year, lest there be waste. Any blessing of the Lord should never be discarded, but saved, treated as valuable and precious. It's also a time of the year to find out what garbage that we have that we don't want to bring into a new year. Maybe bad attitudes, carnal living, any love affair we have had with this love uh, world age, careless living. Um, also, it's um fine uh, fine time to check out how God has blessed us this year. Have you recorded that on paper? We should do that. A blessings journal somewhere, perhaps, that we record on paper what God has brought us through in this past year. You should do that. It's important to remember. I want to read you from Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 11 to 18. It's a long reading uh, from New American Standard Bible. Um, Moses is telling uh, the people this before they enter the promised land. And this is an important thing for us as believers to reflect on. He says in verse 11, Beware lest you forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his ordinances, his statutes, I'm giving commanding you today. When you have eaten and are satisfied and have built good houses and lived in them, when your herds and your flocks multiply and your silver and your gold multiplies and all that you have multiplies, then your heart becomes proud and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out from the land of Egypt, from the house of slavery, and led you through the great and terrible wilderness with its fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty ground where there was no water, and he brought you water out of a rock of flint. In the wilderness he fed you manna, which your fathers did not know, which he, that he might humble you, that he might test you to do good for you in the end. Otherwise, you may say in your heart, my power and the strength of my hand has made me this wealth. But you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who is giving you the power to make wealth, that he may confirm his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is to this day. So much can be said here. Um, um, when we have done well, the herds, the flocks, the silver, the gold, our investments, money we've saved, perhaps, um, things that we've increased in the year, uh, that we would be proud in our hearts and said, I did this. No, you didn't. The blessing of the Lord did it in your lives. Are you realizing that? And um, we see here, he has this amazing comment here. He has given you the power to make wealth. Many people have always wondered, how come Jewish people have always prospered through the centuries, wherever they went? God gave them the power to make wealth. How about that? And in Christ, so do you have that power. And that he would confirm his covenant, which he swore to their fathers. Uh, lest we get too big for our britches and we think we did this. No, he gave you the breath you have in your nostrils, that you're even alive. He gets all the credit. And we're to remember that. And if we don't remember him as the source of our blessings, we will become proud and be impressed with ourselves. 
God forbid. So what should we remember here? Why should we? Well, why should we? Let's do the why first. Three quick points. Number one, so that we would stay humble. Uh, we always need to remind ourselves of what he's done for us and what he's spiritually imparted to us. We didn't do this. It all comes from him. Second is we need to be thankful and grateful. We need to stay that way. Days of discouragement can come to anyone. 2020 has been a big year of discouragement for so many people. So be thankful for what the goodness that God has given you in this day, and he will keep us. You know, the devil will always tell you of what you do not have, but he'll never remind you of what you do have that God gave you. We need to be the ones that do the remembering. In Psalm 103, verses 1 to 5, uh, remember Psalms is a songbook. These were meant to be sung, not read. They're Hebrew poetry. And it starts off with, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. But we shouldn't read it like that. This is supposed to be yelled out and screamed out. Uh, I won't do it because the people are in the house here. Bless the Lord, O my soul, real loud. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. That's how it's supposed to be read. And it goes on. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities. Who heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from destruction. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfies your mouth with good things. So that your youth is renewed as the eagles. This psalm is meant to be proclaimed out with loud hollering. Why? So that we would remember how good the Lord is. So we are to forget none of his benefits from 2021. They're good fragments that we want to gather up into the new year. What has God done for us this year, past year? What has God brought us through? What does God deliver us from? What has God healed you of? What growth in Christ has God brought you? We need to write these things down and remember them. So number one is being humble. Number two is being thankful and grateful. And now number three, so that we would expect more. Did you realize that why we need to remember? Because we are to be expected of more. Did you know he wants you to expect more? He's always the God of more. Not the God of less living yesterday, but more to move on. And if we don't treat what he's done for us as sacred and as something worth keeping, then we act like the swine who trample over the pearls, as Jesus talked about. What God gives us is like pearls, and we should treat them that way. Did you know, side comment, a pearl considered a gem is quite unique? Didn't come from a rock? A pearl came from a living creature that was wounded. And the pearl was the healing in that creature's flesh. So the pearl God gives us comes from our blood covenant with him, from the wounds of Christ. The church is a pearl. Once part of a living thing, it's a healing. And uh, we need to remember it's something sacred and precious. So now at this time of the year in December, it's good to reflect on these fragments 
of 2020 left over and that we seek the Lord. So I hope you brought some paper. Um, if this is a time of the, of the year, we should be asking ourselves some hard questions. I know some people, they spend a whole weekend doing this. Some go off to a retreat center somewhere for a weekend and do this. Uh, some people take this real serious before they enter a new year to find direction from the Lord. Questions like, uh, where did I die to myself this past year? You know, that's real growth in Christ when we die to self. How have I become less and Christ has become more in me this past year? What adversity has God brought me through this year that has changed my character to be more godly? Did you know real character and growth is produced through adversity and hard times? So we need to uh, let go of our own strength and depend on his. That's why the, world, the Depression generation of the 1930s was your last really tough generation of people in America. They knew what it was to sacrifice. They knew what it was to get through hard times. And they came out greater on the other end. Um, where has God shown his glory to me in my life in this past year? How has the kingdom of God advanced due to my faithfulness? in serving him this past year hard questions so we need to plan to be obedient and faithful disciples of christ in 2021 where we have an ear to hear and a heart to serve our risen savior so after we reflect on these things we pick up these fragments we write them down and we purpose to grow further in the next year did you know that we need to grow on purpose? We need to make it a purpose and a priority to grow in Christ by deciding we will grow, declaring we will grow. Any spiritual increase that we get must be planned for and purposed. We must choose to submit to the will of Holy Spirit and his word. You know, our church offers discipleship groups that we call growth groups. So we grow on purpose. It's odd to some people because many Christians just float by year by year without any purposed direction. Just hope for the best. Just being saved year by year where growth becomes just a level one year after another. Where growth could become a power level that goes up and up. If we purpose one year to be greater than the next year before. Because real growth isn't measured by duration, how many years you've been saved. Real growth is not measured by duration, but it's measured by devotion. Christians that excel, they plan to excel. They're hungry for it. They want it. Uh, they plan to do something with their time, their talent, and their treasure. Let's briefly look at that. Time, talent, and treasure is something we can purpose every year greater than the year before where we find growth. Time, for example. Growth in Christ is always equal to the time of devotion that we spend in his presence. If we want to find God's plan and purpose for our lives in the upcoming year, we need to spend time in his presence to get those answers. We don't need New Year's resolutions. We need new vision 
for a new year. Time and his presence finds vision. Um, we need to ask ourselves, how will I increase in 2021 to advance the kingdom of God? I suggest that you start with a simple quiet time if you don't have one already every day. Start with 10 minutes. Another related question to this is, how will I eliminate the distractions that robbed my time with God in 2020? A couple weeks ago, I did a sermon on don't be distracted. Uh, remember, we don't want to bring garbage into 2021, just the good fragments. I want to get rid of the distractions. I want to spot what they are. And I want to kill them and I want to move on. Another uh, time question, how will I give myself to better study of the word of God in the next year? Uh, Bible school might be a good choice for some folks. Others might want a purpose to read their Bible through in one year in 2021. And if you did that, pick a different translation the next year. Maybe the one you normally read one year, maybe then an amplified Bible the next year. Ought to be a law. Everyone ought to own an amplified Bible. And then choose a different translation every year. Maybe for some of you, it's just daily listening to the Word of God. Uh, could be if you still have CDs like the old-fashioned days or uh, podcasts or electronic apps. But listen to the Word of God being put in you every day time how about talent now um god has gifted us it's not an opinion it's a fact have you discovered those giftings if you have how will you use them in 2021 will you have a purpose to lead one soul to christ in 2021 uh it could be as simple as inviting people to church or church programs that they have at um uh, times when we don't have to all isolate and be six feet away from each other. Hopefully, 2021 is a big turning point for this. Maybe it'll be Restoration Sunday time. I don't know. But uh, invite someone to the church. Those of you who remember Sister Doris Kaufman at Grace and Peace. Uh, Doris had a life where many people were healed through her ministry. She's gone home to be with the Lord, those who don't know her. And um, she drastically changed many people's lives. Um, oh, my gosh, all over the globe. And Doris... How she got saved was her and her husband, Chris, were square dancers, and they belonged to a square dance club. And uh, there was this other couple in this, in this, in this square dance club uh, that were believers, and they would invite Doris to church. And Doris kept saying, no, 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 I don't want to do that, no, no, no. And the, the lady made such a pest of herself, always inviting her. Doris finally went, let me shut this lady up and go to her church and never go back. Well, as soon as Doris came in, boing, she got saved. And now thousands of people's lives over the years have been affected by her. Because one person made a pest of themselves, being very polite, not obnoxious, always inviting her to church or to different church programs. Wow, you never know what God will do. The agent who did that is mightily blessed of the Lord. Amen. So, hey. Purpose to invite someone to church this year. When they say no, keep inviting. Be polite, be nice. Maybe take them to breakfast too. And let God do the rest. So will you purpose to bring a soul to Christ this year? So we have time, we have talent. How about treasure? Uh, in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17, Paul says, Command those who are rich in this present age, stop. We immediately read that and go, well, I'm not a millionaire. That doesn't mean, no, 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 no. That's written to every American. 
I forgot the exact statistic, but if you either have money in your wallet or money in the bank, you are further than 96% of the world. Wow. Mind-blowing. We are the rich of this present age, whether you believe so or not, or realize or not. Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to trust in the uncertain riches, but in the living God, who gives richly all things to enjoy. Let them do good. Let them be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share, storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come that they may lay a hold on eternal life. First Timothy chapter 6, verses 7 to 19. 17 to 19. Yeah, that's us. We ought to be rich in good works. So how will I grow in the grace of giving in 2021? How will that giving increase? If I have never given to missions, will I start for the first time? Um, if you got a raise in 2020 or get a raise in 2021, does God's church get a raise? After all, how you treat his church is how you treat him. Can't see him with my eyes, but I can see his church. So these are important questions that we just have to challenge ourselves with. For some of you, you might want a purpose to get out of debt in 2021. Uh, maybe that would involve saying no to our selfish wants. For others, God will give creative ideas. I remember the story one time uh, a Bible teacher, Chuck Swindoll, once told that there was this elderly man, not super elderly, he was in his 60s, and uh, I should say that I'm in my 60s, and um, he, um, I think he was retired, and he had a pension, and he didn't need any more money, but he wanted to give more. Especially, I think his heart was really into missions. He wanted to give more, but he doesn't have any more to give. He has a fixed income. So he gets this bright idea from the Lord. I'm going to get a part-time job. Something he could handle, got a part-time job, and gave away 100% of the money he earned from that part-time job. That was his way of increasing his giving. Did he get great benefits from it in the natural? No. Well, not a tax deduction, I guess, if he took it. But did he store it from himself riches and treasures in heaven? I'm positive he did. So, you know, wow. Maybe I got junk around my house I don't want. Maybe I'll sell it and give it to the poor, uh, to missions, or to people who are in need. That's called almsgiving. But the point is, how will I increase my giving in 2021? So time, talent, treasure. I want to bring that into the new year, and I want it to be better. That I can affect. I can affect my own time. I can affect uh, my own uh Talents, I can affect my own treasure. Now, adding to this concept of time, talent, and treasure, let's not forget marriage and family. For those that are married, what, what are you going to do to grow your marriage in 2021? Remember, the level growth, do you just want to be married one year at a time with no growth? Or do you want to marry where one year increases after one year, after one year, after one year, and it's an upward spiral, uh, spiral, uh, upward angle going upward year by year, greater than the year before? Um, husbands in Ephesians 5, 
tells us to lay down our wife, our lives or our wife and family. How are you going to do that in 2021? What will the Lord tell you? Wives, 1 Peter chapter 3 tells us that you are a help meet to your husband. How will you do this in 2021? Got to get that from prayer. That's personal. And for families, how will we purpose for our children to grow? Grandchildren in the admonition and nurture of the, of the Word of God in 2021. Some of you may need to turn off that television more often and do family Bible time together. Um, some parents maybe need to get involved in uh, Royal Rangers and Missionettes that we have during the week. <clears throat> Excuse me. So all that I've said tonight, God expects us to be productive in the kingdom of God in 2021. That's the key. More productive than we were the year before. Not more self-labor, but more faith extended towards him to believe him for greater fruitfulness, that we would bear more fruit. Jesus tells us, I love the scripture, John chapter 15, verses 7 and 8. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit so that you will be my disciples. Not just fruit, but much fruit. God likes that much fruit stuff. And of course, in the context of this chapter, it implies our desires should be kingdom desires, right? To see the kingdom of God advance. Uh, so kingdom fruitfulness on our jobs, kingdom fruitfulness in our church service, kingdom fruitfulness in our prayer lives, kingdom fruitfulness in our marriages, our parenting, uh, having the covenant that we have with God prospering in all that we put our hand to do. Abiding here is the key. Time in his presence, time in his word. And you know, never let the devil tell you you're too young and never let the devil tell you you're too old to bear fruit. He always has new plans and new vision. Always. I've known several people whose lives began in fruitfulness in the kingdom when they retired in their 60s. Wow. One guy I knew always wanted to be used of the Lord, never quite in the natural was recognized. He retires from his job as a lifetime uh, school teacher. And all of a sudden, he gets internationally uh, requested to teach on prayer intercession, him and his wife, and spends the next 20 years of his life traveling the world teaching on prayer intercession. Couldn't believe it. He couldn't believe it. He was so old, he had to take naps in between teaching. <laughs> I mean, he couldn't believe it. Couldn't this happen when I was in my 30s? No, it didn't. He's in the 60s. The last 20 of his life had the greatest fruitfulness of his entire life. You're never too old and you're never too young. So, you know, in, in closing this tonight, um, we need to consider that time is the real crucial issue here as we gather our fragments. Will we take the time to do this? Will we prioritize our time in 2021 with kingdom plans? Get the distractions out? Uh, you know, both rich, the richest man in the world and the poorest man in the world have the same thing in common, 24 hours a day. How will we use it? In the Phillips translation of Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16, it says, Make the most of your time, despite all the difficulties of these days. Wow. I think of 2020, very easy when I think of that. 
make the most of your time despite all the difficulties of these days. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. The days of 2021 are tabula rasa. Those you remember from school, they are a blank slate with nothing written on them. So what will we write on those days of 2021? God will respond. Father God will respond to the decisions of our free will and the faith we extend towards him. So let's leave the garbage of 2020 behind us. Let's pick up now in this month of December the good fragments of what the Lord did bring you this year. And there are good fragments if you find them. They're there. This year was a lot of discouragement and frustration on a personal level in many ways, but there was a lot of good fragments. I could list dozens of them, and I'm not going to forget them. And they're going to be brought into the new year with a new hope and a future. I find that exciting. And uh, hopefully uh, there is less of Ralph this year and more of Jesus. I'm going to hope for next year that'll be even greater. We don't need Ralph around. We need Jesus working through me. That's what matters. I hope you'll make those decisions also. I encourage you, don't let the holiday season steal that time from you, that you would take some time to purpose to find out what fragments you need to pick up. Be grateful for them and bring them into the new year because God has great plans. Let's find out what they are. Let's pray. Father God, as uh, my brothers and sisters in Christ are contemplating this, Lord, thinking about this, I ask, Father, that they would uh, treat this as a serious issue to plan for a 2021 that will honor you, Lord God, where the kingdom of God advances because they were in it, where the kingdom of God got further along because they got serious about being used of you in 2021, where we put ourselves and our selfishness aside, Father, and we put kingdom issues first with our time, with our talent, with our treasure. For we know, Lord God, um, nothing we would give up of our personal, uh, I want, it's for all for me, we lose. Because we pick it all up at, at the end. As we go through that eye of the needle, as uh, Jesus gives us the example, we find that on the other side, we get to pick them up with uh, your blessing on them. That, Father God, we could never outgive you. We could never uh, serve you and say it was for nothing. Rather, it's something one day we're going to find it was the most important thing that we concentrated on. So, Father God, help us in our thinking. Help us illuminate our minds, Father God, that 2021 will be truly great in the kingdom of God because we allowed you to use us. And we thank you for this. In Jesus' name, amen.